time for the Thursday free-for-all on the On the Airways, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, The Infinity Project. And this is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. That means we're going to have stories that will make you laugh, think, cry, get upset, we'll fire off a rent rocket, or probably five. I'm believing some of the stories oh, we have, yes. might be a few. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am on blog stream, and I had to go to my cell phone because the stupid direct connect gave me the tone twice. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. So if you're having trouble hearing me, I apologize. I blame Blog Talk Radio as usual. But if there's one piece of good news, at least the chat room is working. Yay! So thank goodness. All right. Anyway. I've got two of my crazy cohorts with me. I've got Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. And we also have our Asian magician. Good evening to you, my dear. Hello. How are you? We also have Lala in the chat room. Hi, Lala. Yeah, Lala in the chat room. Hi, Lala. Yeah, so let's just say my direct connect is... My direct connect... He doesn't want to screw up with me, and I really feel like doing this right now. <laughs> and Lala says, hey, Tim. Hello, hello, hello. All right, well, yeah. anyway, first things first. Uh, let me show you what happened. We had a postpone last night because, frankly, I was having a terrible headache, and I probably would have not been able to function properly during the show last night. Hey, health before health before anything else, okay? Yeah. Exactly. And, frankly, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you the truth. It started about yesterday afternoon, just as I to get off work, because what happens is, when the temperature and the weather changes, I'll start feeling it about a day before it happens. So, oh, yeah. oh boy. Mhm. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it does happen. Oh, here's me. I'll forgive you. Oh. Time. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right, there. Let's see. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Dexter. First of all, maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, Something interesting. Um, all right. If anybody, if you know anybody out there who is a fan of the series Lucifer, of course it lasted three seasons on Fox. Then it got canceled. Then Netflix picked it up. Uh, it's had season four. There's going to be a fifth and final season. Oh no! But of course, some people are upset about some people are Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of yeah. There's there's fans that aren't happy. Um, it's going to end already. It's like, come on, people. <laughs> Give it a rest. Okay, life goes on. Yeah. You know those people that are protesting because of the new guy cast as Batman? Yeah. Well, you know what? Somebody in the comments nailed it. Nailed it. He said he did not want to see a reincarnation of Batman. He, he is actually looking forward to seeing fresh blood. Uh-huh. And, be, and you know what? They did the same thing when Michael Keaton came in. They mm-hmm. did the same thing with every other Batman actor that came in. I say give yeah. the man a chance before you start passing judgment already. Yeah. I think the, I think the problem is with Robert Pattinson and I'm guilty of this too because I happen to have the movie is that he is so attached to Twilight and everything that comes with it that it kind of becomes stereo, a stereotype that you see him that it's going to be connected somehow with Twilight. 
Yeah, I'm not saying that's appropriate. I'm just saying that's how people are going to look at it because that's really all he's really known for. Well, when, yeah, well but, I will tell you something. The first Batman movie came out after Michael Keaton did The Ghost with the Most Beetlejuice. And, you know, and then I looked at Michael Keaton as Batman when the Batman movie came out, and I go, Beetlejuice is playing Batman? That was a weird case of casting. But mm-hmm. after watching Michael Keaton do Batman, I go, hey, Beetlejuice can play Batman. So I believe in giving giving Pattinson the same chance. Oh, I agree. Like I said, I'm not saying he shouldn't do this or, or what have you. It's just that because that's what he's well known for, He's kind of got that that uh, stereotype attached to it, and some people are not as willing as others to just let it go. Yeah. Well, all we have to do is wait and see how good the movie does. Ultimately, I think that's how that's what he'll be judged on. If 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 he does well as Batman, people will start to view him as able to handle a variety of roles. If the movie uh-huh. bombs, yeah. well, it's then, just like Adam West. Just go back to playing Twilight. Yeah, it's just like Adam West. Everybody knows Adam West is Batman in the 1966 mm-hmm. series. That's what right. they. I can see what what they're doing with Pattinson as well. You know, because that's all people remember. Um. Um, Adam West for Excuse me My mom got pepper up her nose Oh my Oh That is a fun In the background She's alright But that's what you're hearing in the background She's had a very long day So be patient (coughs) But I say give the man a chance people Mm -hmm. Before you start before you start the petitions and stuff, they've already started petitions demanding that they replace him with a different actor. People were bashing Ben Affleck for the same thing. They don't do that anymore. Mhm. Yeah, but that's why. That's why. But that's why the next time. We're going to do a tension one next Wednesday. We're going to stick with the topic we've got already. But the next time we do a tension one, it's going to be the stupidity of the whining fandoms. Because, mm-hmm. boy, there's a whole lot of, we got a whole lot of fuel on that one already. Robert Pattinson, Game of Thrones. No spoilers, so I'll just say this. People... People uh, want to have a rewritten, a rewritten season eight. It's like shut the hell up. Uh, now that you've seen Game of Thrones, the series, you can read Game of Thrones, the book, the book series. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are di- there are differences. Uh huh. There are absolutely differences. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, news broke. Uh, Swamp Thing just barely started on the DC Stream Universe. After six days, it's already been canceled. Oh, my. Yeah, but not, not for low ratings. I read that article. No. Yeah. No, it was it for the fact a, that um, a, financing fell through. And it was in be, North Carolina. Financing fell through in North Carolina, and it would be too expensive to keep up the so this um, the effects at the quality uh-huh. that it was at. That was the right. same way with Battlestar Galactica. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons it didn't last no longer than a season. Yes, yeah, the special effects have... at the time was expensive to produce. Go ahead. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Now, here's what's going on. This is a series of tweets. Uh, in the articles about swamping, there still seems to be some confusion as to, the, as to why the sudden shutdown. The reasons didn't hit the entertainment train, but it hit the media in the state where the show was being filmed, North Carolina. Okay, so here's, the, here's what happened. North Carolina promised a $40 million tax rebate that due to a paperwork error they were unable to deliver. That was roughly half the proposed budget for season one, which was an estimated $80 million. So, when North Carolina discovered the error, they corrected, and the WB shut down the production, realizing they'd be taking a bath on the rebate and paying far, far more of it than assumed. The adjusted number for North Carolina is now only $14 million. That is a massive difference. There won't be a season two because now it's now too expensive to maintain the levels of the quality of season one, especially for a niche platform. And there's no great reason to keep the production on standby when the deal in North Carolina is no good to them anymore, anyway. Well, because oh, that leaves a lot of people who were depending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, because there's film funding that can be like cut from the North Carolina House budget. It's like, oh, brother. So, so seriously, the reason the reason is not low ratings. It was because of the of, a, of an issue of money. North Carolina didn't feel they were in the bargain. If they would have kept up the production, mm-hmm. they would have had to do their own version of a GoFundMe. Yeah. You know, a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Or crowdfunding. Right. Well, for some reason, crowdfunding has worked for movies. Look what happened when Robbie and Stephen Amell did it with their Code 8 movie. It was all crowdfunded. Yeah, I just wish I could have afforded to help them. Speaking yeah, of Robbie think, Amell, uh, speaking uh, of Robbie uh, Amell, <coughs> I was watching mm-hmm. Whose Line last night, one of the Drew Carey ones. Guess mm-hmm. who showed up on Whose Line? Robbie, Robbie Amell. Wait a minute, it has to be Aisha Tyler. Robbie didn't show up with Drew Carey. It was Aisha Tyler. Anyway, he was funny. He didn't know. Oh, what I know. He... You saw it too, huh? I saw it on the. I I saw it on the. Um, what was it? The CW, the CW app. Oh my gosh! I never seen it so funny. <laughs> I, and he's and he's looking around as if to say, "What do I do? Tell me, what do I do?" <laughs> and he's cracking up with. Um, I think one of the, I can't remember who it was, but I think one of the guys fan, fangirled over him. Mm-hmm. But it was so flippin' funny to watch. I meant to tell you when I talked to you earlier. Oh, that's fine. Okay, yeah, carry but, on. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, the the swapping cancellation has now caused um, the DC streaming service to be a, uh, Possibly reevaluated. The, the CW streaming service? No, D, no DC. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Um, it says DC Universe streaming service reportedly being reevaluated. Okay. Doing as well as you thought. Okay. Oh, that's it. I found one. She's out. She's in trouble. All right. So let me get in the chat here. If I can. There we go. So I think it's a little more close, but no. All right. So anyway, um, this is what's going on. 
It sees the tree landscape may be changing for several superheroes at DC Entertainment. In the wake of a fourth confirmed the cancellation of Swamp Thing, a piece of Dylan suggests the DC Universe platform is currently being reevaluated by executives. Uh, not long ago, Dylan shared a piece about the cancellation of Swamp Thing. That was today. And it was there the trade said DC Universe was being reevaluated, much like every other initiative housed under Warner Media. This reported revisit is being done in light of AT&T's acquisition of Time Warner, the most created Warner Media, the company now overseeing platforms such as DC Universe. DC Universe, to say again. In the past, reports have suggested Warner Media is focused on creating a versatile streaming service of its own, and deadline reports questions have been asked about how the DC Universe fits into those plans. As for Swan saying, the show's abrupt cancellation can be a one-off dead end for DC Universe, or it could be the first, uh, or it could be the first should the Warner Media evaluation take a turn. This horror-centric series only made it one episode before being axed, but the DC Universe will release the rest of the show. Originally, Swamp Thing was ordered with 13 episodes, but Deadline says the leadership at Warner Media was never too keen on the series. It was for that reason Swamp Thing cut its episode order to 10, and now the show has been canceled entirely. The greatest series might not have well the higher-ups overseeing DC Universe, but it is not the only show on the streaming platform. DC Universe first stepped out with tiny systems and given us the season already. Doom Patrol hit the server shortly before Swamp Thing, and its over-the-top characters have already enamored fans who are still waiting on news of a second season. Earlier this year, fans did get an update on the DC Universe slate at a panel during WonderCon. It was there the streaming service confirmed it will be bringing DC Comics backlogs to the site, and a slew of television and film projects were revealed to be coming to subscribers. Titans will return to the DC Universe for Season 2 in the fall of 2019, just before the animated series Harley Quinn follows in late fall of 2019. Additionally, DC Universe announced that Season 1 of Krypton will debut on the DC Universe uh, back in April. Finally, the release date for the mid-season premiere of Young Justice Outsiders was revealed as July 2nd. I am going to watch that because I basically, when I was sick over that one weekend back in January, I basically binge-watched the entire 13 episodes of Young Justice Outsiders. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh-huh. Sounds like the executives are stuffed sure to don't like us geeks very well. Mhm. At least that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Anyway, I just hope it lasts for the. I just hope it makes it. Mhm. Okay. Now, Mike. Our resident Joker, he's not in tonight because he's, he's with us with the friends. Um, all right, you know you have to you know you have to do with robocalls, right? You know those ones where you feel like, hi, we're conducting a survey. Hi, we're doing research. Hi, we we're we to talk about we want to talk about this candidate for this office. It's like, uh, yes, I've been inundated with them. I never answer the phone, too. but. I can I tell from the number that it's a robocall. Yep, me too. Well, well, guess what? Guess what? A new FCC rule will allow phone companies to block robocalls by default. Thank God. By when? Yeah. By when? By default. By default. Whoa, In other by words, default. they will never be a they, they, they'll do their thing, but the call will never reach your phone. Yay! Yep. I hope it. <clears throat> well, you know, the FCC actually did something right for once. <laughs> All right. Federal oh, regulators yeah. are stepping up the war. Yeah. Federal regulators are stepping up the war on the machines, at least the ones who call you at all hours without getting your permission first. The FCC on today voted to allow phone companies to block robocalls before they even get to your cell or home phone. Nice. Some apps well, block you do get occasional calls from charities, though. Would that block those? Hmm. If you, unless you, I think unless you've done business with the charity, I don't know. Well, hang on. Let me let me um look at this. Uh, some apps can block the unwanted calls, but owners must opt in to use them. The FCC's new rule means phone companies will be able to block the calls by default using reasonable call analytics. 
If there is one thing in our country today that unites Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, socialists and libertarians, vegetarians and carnivores, Ohio State and Michigan <laughs> fans, it, <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, vegetarians and carnivores. Let's see. It is that they are sick and tired of being bombarded by unwanted robocalls, said FCC Chairman Ajit Pai during the commission's monthly meeting. My message to the American people today is simple. We hear you and we are on your side. However, while phone companies can now offer these tools for free, there's no requirement by the FCC that they do so. Consumers also have the option to opt out and have the carrier to allow all calls to come into the line. According to one study, oh boy, listen to this one, more than 26.3 billion, with a B, robocalls were made in 2018 to cell phones across the U.S. And that trend continued this year. It's still going. That's because of cheap software that makes it easy for scammers and marketers to make a massive amount of calls to the phone numbers on their list. Even if you're added your numbers to the government's do not call list, that hasn't stopped the calls from pouring in. That is so true. That do not call list does not work. I've got a question. This new law that just passed by the FTC, just for cell phones, not home phones. Actually, they're doing it for, for home phones, too. Good. Thank God. It really pisses us yeah. off. We're in the middle of eating dinner, and the phone rings, and we think it's one of our friends. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a fucking robo, a fucking robocall. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hello. Can you hear me? Again? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gone. Any... No, no, Shirley, it's Jan that's the one that no. Oh. Okay. Hi. Thank goodness. Anyway, anyway, that's created a public outcry that Congress hasn't ignored. In May, the Senate passed a bill that required phone companies to do more than to stem the rise of the robocalling machines, but that bill has yet to be approved in the House. Well, let's just hope it gets approved. Yeah, because honestly, this is something everybody can agree on. Let's quit with these damn robocalls. And no offense, it's like, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I support police officers, but I don't like it when the when the hey hi this is from the police officers from blah blah blah. It's like, can you stop it, please? Well, how about one that's uh, we get ones that what? Do you know what the most annoying ones are for me? What is Microsoft? Your computer has been affected. Please call this number to so we can help you. Blah blah blah. They count on people not understanding how computers work to fall for that. Yeah. Number one, Microsoft doesn't do that. They they have their own antivirus built into Windows. They're not going to call you and say your computer has been affected because, number one, they don't know if you even have a computer. And number two, even if it happens to be true that you do, how how do they know it's a Windows machine and not a Mac? Bingo. True. But you know what? I get it, and I get calls from India, you know. Oh, boy. I said, look, I don't even, oh, God, he he got an earful. I said, listen, I don't even have a fucking computer. Now quit calling. Mm-hmm. I would say and that. Like I got- would say that. Even if even if you do, just say I don't have a computer, and then hang up on. Mhm. Yeah, it's like I got a weird robocall one time um, from a bank I'm not even a member of. So we threatened we have threatened to close their account. Like, uh, I don't. It's like I don't have an account with this bank. What the hell are you talking about? I, in my email a couple weeks ago, I got one from um, Wells Fargo, which I do, my bank is, Wells Fargo is in one of my credit cards. But if you look at the email address, you look at the email address and there's like one little digit off. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they, they, they even spoof email addresses to make it look like it's coming from the real Wells Fargo. When in actuality, no, it's not. Yeah, 
And sometimes I'll I'll get I'll, like, I'll have the occasional Amazon spoof email. So what do I do? I forward it to the real Amazon. And did they reply back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will write. They that if you get a spoof email, they want you to forward it to them, so they can check and make sure that it is fact a spoof. And a lot of times it is. And a lot of it's real easy to spot a spoof because they use very, very bad English. Or like in the case of Shirley and the bank, they just they try to find out, well, if I send this message out to this million people, I'm sure to get at least 100,000 people who do bank with this bank. Mm-hmm. But if you can see broken or terribly spelled English, you pretty much guarantee that it's not real. Furthermore, if uh-huh. they say click the link below to do something, here's what Don't you do. Don't do it. Well, yeah, but not only should you not click it, move your mouse mm-hmm. over the link, but do not click it. With your mouse yeah. sitting on top of the link, look down at the bottom bar of your browser window. Does it tell you that you're going to the page you think you go? Also, bear in mind that they intentionally misspell something. Like, if you use something that you know is a letter M, it could be RN mm-hmm. instead. Because when you type sure. RN together, it looks like an M. So always hide sure. over the mouse over the link and see if the link would take you where you expect it to. Mm-hmm. But even if it does, that's still not a guarantee that it's real. Right. Because sometimes they won't bother to cover all the links. They'll just do like one or two. Yeah. At my job, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I got about that. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, at my job, I have been getting some. I have been getting some suspicious emails, but thankfully, uh, now one of them actually came from a coworker, and I accidentally clicked on it because I thought it was I thought it was legitimate something from a coworker. Turns out it wasn't. But thankfully, nothing happened to the computer. But it's they like, okay, let's forge, learn. They forged their name and email address is what they did to make yeah. it look legitimate. Yeah, exactly. So they done it with like uh, someone in the. Like some one of the big wigs up in corporate. It's like I see it's like uh something in right here. They wouldn't be emailing everybody. So they send out they send out emails telling you, Hey, don't click on this. If you do, get, you know, let us know, we'll help you get it fixed and all. But, you know, thankfully after that one little miscue, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm never gonna open it again. Yeah, I I even got a panic email from my internet provider talks to people, mm-hmm. and I called the, actually called Cox Cable, and they told me to forward the email to them. They let me know. And that's really the best thing you can you can do, really. If if you get an email message from your bank that doesn't seem right, or to we'll say like your credit card company. And if they really are the ones you work with, but you're not expecting it, go to the website yourself. If you like Wells Fargo, we'll use Wells Fargo as an example. Let's say you have a Wells Fargo credit card, and you get an email that's purported from to be coming from Wells Fargo with some like, alert on your account that doesn't seem right. Open up a browser window and type wellsfargo.com and sign into your account. If the email is legitimate, you'll see the same alert on your account. If you see nothing of the sort, the email is fake. Never Mm -hmm. hesitate to go to the website yourself. Don't click their link. Mm -hmm. Type it in yourself. Yeah. And of course, when in doubt, it doesn't hurt. You can always pick up the phone and call them. Say, hey, I got an email Mm -hmm. That says there's suspicious activity on my account, but I logged in and I see nothing wrong with it. Is this a legitimate email? Odds are, no, it's not. 
I know I heard on the news that hackers got into, oh, God, what company's account? You know? Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a shame that we got a... <laughs> anyway... Anyway, I, I don't believe everything I read online. Oh, Uncle George, this came in the news. Do you get George Takei's newsletter? No. I don't know. I get Uncle George's um, newsletter. Queen Elizabeth may have just excellently trolled some voice of Tiara. <laughs> All right. I don't well, anybody that trolls Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's about using, oh, by the way, this is a really important day in world history because 75 years ago today, D-Day happened. D-Day. Yep. D-Day happened, and I will tell you something right now. Um, somebody posted somewhere. Let me go find it. I know it's I know it's that number of and that and that group of Republicans against Donald Trump that I'm a member of. <laughs> oh my! Okay, all right. Here it is. Listen to this. We are celebrating the anniversary, 75 years of D-Day. This is our time. This is the time where we should be celebrating our president, the great achievements of America. I don't think American people like the constant negativity. Uh, no. It is not about celebrating the president. It is about honoring those who made the ultimate sacrifice on the greatest battle of World War II. Idiot. I just have one thing to say about that one. Is there a village that needs its idiot back? <laughs> well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hello? Somebody forgot to do their uh, history homework. Oh, yes. Oh yes, indeed. And I think I'm a Republican myself, but <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm not. I'm not stupid like these guys. <laughs> oh, I love this comment. As Republicans were scooped for the next election, it's between Democrats and dummies. <laughs> like, thank oh you. my. Yeah, it was like, I'm so glad I did not vote for Trump in 2016. Personally, I didn't like Trump or Clinton. I wrote in Bernie Sanders. Because, <laughs> frankly, I didn't like either one. I didn't like the either. <sighs> okay, I have got to share this. Okay. And it is a way to handle assholes. And it's a short but sweet article. Do you mind if I um, hear it? Sure. Sure, go ahead. All right, let me get over there. I will... Um, Got it. 
He became a meme star after that. And this is courtesy of Purpolady.com. Okay. Black Christmas still employee becomes a meme after expertly shutting down a woman who called him a racial slur. And I am going to use the full slur rather than the edited that's in the article. Do you mind? Okay. No. Okay. And it does involve the N-word, which is something I know we don't like very well. But Craig Brooks, 26, from Austin, Texas, recently rose to Internet fame after he posted a video encounter he had with a customer. Brooks is an employee at a Holiday Inn Express in Austin. According to BuzzFeed News, the customer called the hotel trying to make a reservation. Brooks directed her to call the reservation line as he didn't handle the reservations himself. The woman repeatedly called him back instead of the reservation line, growing more and more hostile with each phone call. Finally, the woman explained that her mother had just passed away, and Brooks proceeded to get her information to help her book a room. However, while providing her customer service, she clarified that she should still speak to him respectfully despite the tragedy she was dealing with. And this is his words. I told her I understand that, but you don't have to be so disrespectful and hostile. When Craig had finished getting a reservation in order, he asked the customer if he could help her further. Not realizing he was still on the line, the customer called him a fucking nigger and hung up. Brooks proceeded to ask management how he should handle the situation. They assured him that her racist behavior would not be tolerated and told him he could refuse her stay. When she walked into the hotel, Craig recorded the conversation. And there's a recording of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Okay. Brooks remained calm throughout the entire exchange using the now-famous lines to defend himself. The woman tried to play up her grief, reminding Brooks that she apologized. The hotel employee didn't let his resolve waver, saying, quote, unquote, it's above me now. His other now viral phrase was when he directed her to another lodging option. Quote, unquote, the best Western is next door. (laughs) The Internet immediately went to work memeing Craig's incredible responses. Mm -hmm. I've had a... I had a horrible day. My grandmother just died. I've had plenty of bad days, and all my grandparents are dead, yet I've never addressed anyone with a racial sh- racial slur. What the fuck? Good for you for calmly refusing to accept your racist nonsense or her excuses. And then there's more mm-hmm. to it. There's a lot of videos. Yeah. But that's Listen, what you call yeah, race under fire. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know. Let's see. Since Frank, there's more to this, though. Since Frank's sudden rise to Twitter fame, numerous transphobic tweets from his account have been uncovered. The sudden part test has earned the Holiday Inn Express worker more magnification, but this time it's less pleasant. Uh oh. Uh oh. No. Are you he, there? He's, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Let's see. Um. Unfortunately, uh, he, he may be a transphobe. A what? A tra- transphobe. Trans- Since Craig's sudden rise right, to uh, Twitter fame, numerous transphobic tweets from his account have been uncovered. The sudden plot was to yeah. turn the Holiday Inn Express worker more meme memefication, but this time it's less pleasant. Holy shit, this guy yeah. really, really despises trans people. Yeah. Okay, I didn't go down all the way. I'm sorry. That's fine. Well, anyway, Craig has issued apologies for his past comments. But it's like, look, it's it's a long time ago. It's time to let that go. He grew up. Okay? Yeah, that's right. I'm tired of seeing all these, you know, tweets from 10 years ago. That's been because he's done his job. That's George of Guardians of the Galaxy um, Volume 3. Of course, now he's back on the job again. You there? I'm here. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Okay. 
Oh. Let's see, Tim, you posted this earlier today. Uh, Walmart installed a medical kiosk for $10 and a urine sample. It would diagnose any condition. When my friend went in with a sore elbow, the computer printed out read, you have tennis elbow. So get him warm water and avoid heavy work for two weeks. Impressed, my friend wondered if he could pull the machine. He mixed tap water with dog crap, urine samples from his wife and daughter, and then pleasures himself into the makeshift. When he put the sample into the machine the next day, the printout read, one, your tap water is too hard, so you soften it. Two, your dog has ringworm, give it antibiotics. Three, your daughter is on cocaine, get her to rehab. Four, your wife is expecting twins, not yours, get a lawyer. Fine, if you keep playing with yourself, your fucking tennis elbow won't get better. <laughs> Thank you for stopping me, Walmart. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Almost as good as that misdemeanor. Oh, fuck. Did I do that? Misdemeanor? Oh, my. Misdemeanor. A few weeks ago. Oh, my. Ooh, here's something that's going to surprise you. Listen to this one. DD Veteran is beating Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift in the charts with a World War II tribute, Shores of Normandy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of Normandy, did you hear this? There was a 96-year-old guy. Um, he went into this sh- this rest this small shop every day for for bre- for to to eat. Uh-huh. And he did it every day till he till he couldn't drive anymore. So you know what the mm-hmm. people in that shop did? What? He raised money for him to go to Normandy. Nice. All the people that knew him raised the money so he could go to Normandy. Okay. Well, listen to this. DNA veteran Jim Radford, who is 90 years old, has become an unexpected chart-topping sensation in the U.K. with a veteran's tribute song that's beating Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and Justin Bieber in the singles chart. What? you guys. Yep. Oh, my. Radford, I listen to this. Radford, who was just 15 during the DD landings, wrote a song, Shores of Normandy, 50 years ago after returning to the site of DD on the 25th anniversary. The song's been re-released by the Normandy Memorial Trust for this year's 75th anniversary to raise funds for a new memorial on the beaches where the invasion took place. Let's see. In an interview with ABC News in the gardens of the former St. Paul School in London, when final plans for D-Day were finalized, Radford said that he was overwhelmed by the response to the song. Radford was a galley boy serving on a tugboat during the invasion, he said. The youngest of three brothers who all served in the British Merchant Army, uh, the British Merchant Navy, Radford was able to join the war effort because tugboat companies were accepted from a Merchant Navy role that recruits had to be at least 16 years old. Remember, he was 15. I didn't know when... I went that my first trip was going to be the invasion of Europe, he says. The song is to remember the brave lads that didn't come back. The experiences that informed the song are still very much alive for Radford, who recalls the D-Day landings with outstanding clarity. Your main concern of the fighting is not to let your comrades down, he told ABC News. You're not thinking about a king or country. You're not thinking about democracy. You're thinking about my mates depend on me as I depend on them. That's been with me. Anyone who was in Normandy, we all feel that bond of each other, and especially to all the lads who didn't come back. Uh, let's see. Radford, now a member of an anti-war organization called Veterans for Peace, said he hopes the song will shed new light on the experiences of those who died during the Second World War. The significance and seriousness has been forgotten, he said. I don't think youngsters nowadays realize just how serious it was. That is so true. In, uh, one in every four merchant Navy seamen was killed during the war. And although Radford betted all questions about his recent fame, it won't last, he said. He is clearly delighted with the success of Shores of Normandy. Uh, we, all, we want you all to download the video, and you'll help us build this memorial, he said. The message I want to get across is that we must not let this happen again. And that's the end. Oh, well, you know what? Damn. Yeah. There's not too many World War II vets left. Mm-hmm. You know? They're going that's by true. the... All passing away the same way the code talkers are. Yep, exactly. 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, over at Amazon, Good Omen is doing pretty well. It's only six episodes, yeah. but I think it's worth it. Well, hey, if the six episodes are successful, maybe they'll do more. You think? Yeah. It's a possibility. Okay, come on. Get under there. But, you know... It's just that I'm very picky about the movies I like to, would like to go see. Yeah. You know, I'm very particular because I have yeah. the attention span of a gnat. A gnat right. on a couch herd, I swear. And a movie's got to be good to hold my attention. Oh, yeah. I agree. It's like, you know, a lot of people, here's the thing, a lot of people did not like Welcome to Marwin. I did. I thought it was a good movie. Well, everybody, you know, not everybody can like the same thing. True. Better lay down. You know, that's why there's so many different types of music. That's why there's so many different types of movies, books. Because not everybody can like the same thing. Exactly. You know, because think about it. If we all liked the same shit, it would be boring. Bingo. So, that's why I tend to... I'm my own critic. Yeah. I'm my own critic, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Excuse me. Dog's starting to whine. Mm-hmm. Okay. None of us are going to have uh, bed tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got I got something here in Alabama today. It, it, it was so strange. There was this strange stuff falling from the sky. I think it's called rain. Or, yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did it rain like a cow pissing on a flat rock? It was like a very steady rain. Not too heavy, not too light. Was it thunder? No, no thunder. Then why did your window show thunder? I don't know why it was showing thunder, because we didn't have any. Anyway... Maybe I was in the forecast. But anyway, shit, we got over 101 today. We got about 101 today. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Don't you start, princess. Did you hear that little yelp in the background? Yeah, we did. I apologize in advance for that. Oh, what's the next one? I hope this is I hope this is for real everywhere. Um, let's see. I hope this sounds like it's Canada. Let's see. There's nothing better nothing better than a simple and well priced ice cream cone. And the McDonald's prices are hard to beat on a regular day. But they launched their dollar cones across the country tomorrow for the whole summer. Unfortunately, it's in Canada. Damn. You mean the dollar ice cream cones or Mickey D's are in Canada? Yeah. No. No. (laughs) It's like, damn, how come I can't do that here? But then again, brace yourself for a shot. I heard this. I heard this one. I think on the news. Uh, Dollar Tree stores. I think there's like a hundred of them in the country. The prices are going to be going up. It won't be a dollar for everything anymore. Oh crap! I just hope the one at the Dollar Tree near me, near me at Target Center, doesn't go up. Yeah, but you know what's causing it, right? All those tariffs. Yeah. Um, I got a friend in England. His name's Stuart Ben. 
ask him if he had the uh, equivalent of a Dollar Tree in uh, the equivalent of a dollar store in England. And they said they have stores called Pound Savers. Everything's like about one pound. Uh huh. So they, that's their equivalent of it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going. This is going to be. This is going to be the story to end the night, and this is a great one. <laughs> An elderly couple was sued for blasting Iron Maiden too loud. An elder? How old were they? Um, it doesn't say, but he, is it? Now, this was, this was back in March when this was posted, but uh, an elderly couple who lived on a quiet retirement community in Stockholm, Sweden, has reported them to for blasting the Iron Maiden too loud. Well, that should be right. According to Aston Bledet, a couple used the evil heavy metal band, heavy metal band music Take revenge on a new couple that moved to their neighborhood. Oh, get out of here. Now, what did I do that for? Go back to the store I was on. Thank you. Okay. Others say, other neighbors say that you should start that couple when the new neighbors arrived and their sex life was too loud. Apparently, the new couple will go at it all night. Yes, this reminder, this is a retirement Your sex community. life was too loud? Did I hear that right? Yep, the sex life was too loud. However, the unnamed couple and 81 and 71 year old were having none of it and decided to make more noise but turning up the dial on their stereo and checking out the name. It got so bad, police were called and had to force their entrance to the house while afraid the strangers were playing. Thankfully, no shots were fired. Police reportedly charged the woman with harassment and the lawsuit was later dropped. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, those neighbors could reach an agreement. Yeah. Iron Maiden? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's All kind right. of like what they did hey. at Waco. That's kind of like what they did uh-huh. at Waco to try and drive them out, remember? Yeah. forget what type of music it was, but they played it nonstop. didn't work, but... Mm-hmm. Same idea. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? We're almost out of time. Oh. No. Yep. Oh, well. Two minutes already. Hopefully, we'll have a simple dinner for tomorrow night, so I won't miss the naughties. Yeah. Because you guessed it. So. Yeah. Because you guessed it. Yeah, you guessed it. Tomorrow night, we're going to... That's our, you sick, naughty, fighting eagle, you. Wow. And as always, yeah. because it's the summer of madness, we never know whether it's going to be a 60 or a 90. So you better yep, tune exactly. in and find out. Exactly. Bingola, baby. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So anyway... Uh, we're almost out of time, so please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, our handle there is BTA underscore TIT, and follow us on the website on the airwaves.weebly.com. If you've never missed an episode, then on Facebook, it happens. There are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle store. Second, you can listen to or download four episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast. We'll be on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love these and chicken grease. Everyone have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Summer of Naughty Madness. That is all for tonight. Have a great night, and you. M- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up. Yeah. I see that. Congress. Mm-hmm.
I'm Groot. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm Groot. Oh shit! <laughs> Can you do the Mr. Arms, please? Sure. Let's see. This is the voice of the Mr. Arms. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. <laughs> all right. That's all for tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Jana. Jana. Good night, everybody.